Middle call. Baby, hey. You're uh, you're wearing a blue collar today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. That's Bill Middlecoff. I'm Matt Haberman. Welcome. Whether you are uh, more of an ears guy or an eyeballs guy watching this thing on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video. If you're an ears guy on the podcast, I'll leave a review after the podcast. Five stars, leave the questions in the mailbag. Or maybe you're both, John. Coming for your earballs, baby. <laughs> Coming for your earballs. We were just uh, hashing out the details of uh, NFL Plus before we uh, started this stream. A lot, a lot of moving parts. With I think the... I know what it is, but the only Say... question, John, you know I only have one question about NFL Plus. What's that? Will it have the all 22? Did save us money in inflationary times, though. $20. It's like saving us forty dollars. Who, who in two thousand twenty-two, <laughs> in a business as big as the NFL, just does a change and you save money? And I was impressed. I what, really was. What is the change? It's just it's they're rebranding their own product, right? Don't know. Besides, I just kind of I skimmed, and I just saw it was turning into something, and they had already charged me, and it wasn't going to charge me as much. When does that happen? Seventy nine ninety nine from ninety nine ninety nine. Even though, ironically, I would have paid one hundred fifty nine ninety nine because this year I'm going to get the package because it's going to be streaming. So I'll, I'll have that bad boy. Um, the the NFL's got me. They they've got me. Raj says it'll have all twenty two. Oh, so there you go. That's there's only but, one way to watch football. But what we just had the 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 uh, whatever the fuck it was called. Game Pass, yeah, had all twenty-two as well. It just barely then it went away. I could never find it last year. Yeah, it worked shit. for me last it just, year. No one watches. It's so boring. I mean, only scouts that get paid to I watch binoculars to watch it on an iPad. Yeah, it's just it's not fun to watch. End zone view. You know, big end zone view guy. I like to see the gaps. Yeah, I like to see the linemen. I like to see the feet. You know, what's up, everybody? We're here to tell you that we are brought to you in part by our friends at DraftKings. MMA fans, UFC 277 is coming up, and you can take down your own big win with the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Use the code HAM right now. Bet 5 bucks on any UFC 277 fighter to win and get 100 bucks in free bets no matter what. Also, guy, if you want to dabble, if you're going to go to the DraftKings Sportsbook, download the app, use the promo code HAM. I, I sprinkled a little this week. I had some money in the hopper on Sahith Tagala Golf. You get him about 40 to 1, as well as Davis Riley. You know, it's these tournaments right now with you get some pretty good value in the middle rounds. Not a lot of top dogs. I don't know what they're all vacationing. Uh, so just just dabble a little bit here and there on uh, on some guys. Good value in golf. Uh, I also was reading, John, the uh, the most entertaining fight of the night should be Brandon Moreno and Kai Cara France. A lot of people are picking Moreno minus 205. He was, he was minus 200 yesterday. Uh, but that's supposed to be a good one. And, and you got uh, uh, Blood Diamond. You like Blood that? Diamond, yeah. Blood Diamond. It's a good Blood find Diamond. by Dana. It's a good <laughs> find by Dana White. Uh, you know, you, anytime you get a fighter named Blood Diamond, good, good job there, my bald brother. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code HAM. Bet five bucks on any UFC bets. 
Uh, and uh, you get $100 in free bets no matter what, or bet $5 on any UFC 277 fighter to win, and you get 100 bucks in free bets no matter what. Code HAM this Saturday at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Check it out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nate on the stream says, currently on my, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 back it up, guy. Whoops. Back it up. Hit reverse. Back it up and reverse it. <laughs> uh, regular Ryan on the stream says, uh, 44 days until Tito's season. Actually starts next week. Announcement? Tito's back. I mean, they never really left, but, uh, you know. It's, have, we say no free helmet? ads, but we'll give them a little. We'll yeah. give them a little love. Do you have your helmet? Yeah, it's out of reach though. Oh, I think I got a pinched baby. nerve in my shoulder. Yeah, no free ads, but Tito's handmade vodka. I tried to put it on the other day. It's actually a little tight. Well, there's a there's a there's a like a roof inside of it to keep you from being able to put it on. Yeah, I haven't it's tried good, that yet. It's a good looking helmet. I, I I bet it'll fit on your head. My head's probably a little wider. Uh, I feel like the. Yeah, it looks like an oversized helmet. <laughs> do you think if we threw Haverman back there, you know, when they do the O line D line drills, and, and Armstead and Bosa coming around and Kinlaw, and put Cone uh, and put a piece of tape, you know, they do for like the undrafted free agents, so they know the names. Happens a lot in college practices for the freshmen. Piece of tape, C O H N, and just said Cone, <laughs> <laughs> and let Kinlaw go up against some undrafted free agents. <laughs> That'd be funny. Are you supposed to be able to see your face from the side view? I feel like you I'm know like, who you look like is the skinny little geek guy, kid in Little Giants. Little you know, Giants. that's really big on his face with the glasses. <laughs> yeah, with the glasses. Who get the snot bubbles and he keeps screaming at him to tackle him and get the snot bubbles. That's a great movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, Spike. Word on the street was Spike spent a few years in Davis, like in elementary school or something. Oh yeah, what didn't Spike go to Emerson? Uh, that I don't know. That uh, you, you might know better than me. I feel like there was a lot of buzz about Spike. Sacramento or Davis, I remember. I, I never ran into the character, but I, you know, he might have gone to. Uh, do you think? Like do you think you could Olay? Kinlaw, you never know. He's come back from the injury, but Bosa or Armstead, if you had, you got to move as he was, you know, connected with the O lineman, and you just got to kind of pick a gap and go. I've always thought that that comment, like, could you get a yard if there was a hole? No, the answer is no. You could not get a yard. I well, not in, the, not in the NFL or like division, not in the SEC. Maybe at like a decent athlete like Cal Poly, Montana State might, you know, if the gap was big enough, might be able to fall forward. I, I do think it's like 
Well, are like Drake Greenlaw and and Fred Warner trying to fill the hole on the different sides? Like right. you're probably right. being that gap's trouble. only open for. Yeah, now is like uh, Middlecoff and Haberman at uh, you know Division Two Notre Dame Southern California. You know th- there is a gap of of speed, right? Is or is a uh, Nicobe Dean and the other dude from Georgia <laughs> filling the gap with Jordan Davis holding the point? Like, yeah, you're not gonna go far. Like, do you think the average D two player could get a yard? on a slight opening against Georgia's defense last year. So like a Division II college football player put them in a practice against Georgia with all their guys. Yeah. Little gap, but it's going to sh- it's going to shut fast. I, yeah, I think a, a fair amount of your D2 running backs could get a yard. Could hit the hole. Could yeah. hit the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody with some vision and some guts. Maybe not a lot of size or athleticism. BYOG, bro. BYOG. Bring your own guts. BYOQ, uh, bring your own quarterback. John, it's Trey Lance's team. I don't know if you heard the announcement. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan spoke today. And um, there's not any way to misunderstand Kyle Shanahan. Not that there was before. I think this was pretty clear. But I think he, those were his words. It's they, they did trade three first-rounders for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything's been leading to this moment when he names him the quarterback in a press conference in late July. But he did. That's what he said. Yeah, I don't think we necessarily got clarity because it was all leaning this way. But as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is around, and he literally is still around, he was hanging out with the two of them today, uh, it was still somewhat, you know, George Kittle talking about the Grizzly versus the uh, the Silverback Gorilla, the elephant in the room, who is elephants a herbivore, so I wouldn't put that against the, the meat eaters. I guess technically Silverback might Very be Very smart, well. you know, know the playbook, spend more than four hours in it every week, probably I, elephants. Don't need to I, actually read it more than once. Yeah, I actually think, though, him saying that brings it into more light. And we'll dive into Jimmy of like, you need to do everything. And and Kyle said this, like, we're all in. Like the team, he said, I'm all in. We're all in as John's fidgeting around. And and most of all, the team's all in. Do you think, you know, he would never admit this, but like he he spoke to the team as a whole, maybe in spring, or he spoke to like his individual leaders over the process of the spring leading to this moment about, about Trey? I'd be surprised. I hadn't thought about that. It's a good question. I'd be a little surprised if Kyle had like brought everybody together and talked about Trey to them. When I say brought everyone together, I just meant like start of a team meeting, like Trey Lance and our quarterback, or do you just kind of, I don't think so. What do you think? I don't think he would have done that. I, I think he probably attacks individually the, the guys he needs to, you know, the Kittles use checks, Warner, Armstead and just guy that goes like you guys we're all in on this guy you guys are the leaders of this team just kind of yeah. help guide him and help guide the locker room and everyone knows because I saw George Kittle was asked like have you talked to Jimmy and we even mentioned this is like the Warriors games like George moved on George said he hasn't spoken to him since like the end of the season or they ran into each other once in Vegas somehow Matt LaFleur was also around but like I, I think they kind of one thing players Maybe as an undraft, like as a rookie, you just got a lot going on. But any veteran player past a couple years, they kind of know the deals, right? <laughs> you know, if you follow football, it's pretty easy to understand. Like, you draft a wide receiver in the first round, like that fucking guy's playing. You draft a defensive lineman in the first round, that guy's playing. You draft a quarterback high, let alone trade a bunch of picks for him. It's pretty clear the the big picture view on what the deal is, right? Players aren't dumb because most of these guys. 
like if you come from Division One football, a lot of these guys, Iowa, Oregon, SC, whatever, like it's a pretty big deal when a freshman class comes in. Like, hey, this, these three guys are pretty good. These guys could have – they've been dealing with replacements. When I say replacements, like people getting replaced on their own team or the, the co- other coaches trying to replace them since like their sophomore year in college. Because at one point in time, they're that guy as a freshman. And then from then on out – until they're drafted, and unless you're a first-round pick, you're kind of fighting for your lot in land, and once you get it, every single year, they're drafting guys. Like, say, it's clear George Kittle's the best tight end on the team. He's paid that way. But, like, they've drafted a ton of tight ends, right? They draft a ton of defensive linemen. They're constantly – it's the one position that – say what you want about Mike Golick, but he used to get very angry on Mike and Mike about the way quarterbacks are treated. Like, they're untouchable. You know, every other position is constantly dealing with free agents and positional turnover. And it, when it does happen with quarterbacks, it's a massive, massive deal, right? The moment Kenny Pickett is drafted in the first round, it's like, oh my God, they just drafted their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I w- you know, change your unique quarterback. Because they traded so much for him. Changing your quarterback causes the most disruption you can cause on a team. It's You don't want to do it. I mean, you don't want to have to change any position, right? But that to my to Golik, I'd say like part of the deal is it's the last position you ever want to change because it's like cha- it's almost like changing coaches, right? In some ways, if your quarterback is smart enough to run an offense, like most of the good ones really are. So it's just it just is different. In the same way, you couldn't do QB tiers with running back tiers, and Sandal wouldn't get as many clicks on linebacker tiers or nose tackle tiers or QB t- or uh, cornerback tiers. Because well, after after like six guys, you wouldn't even know who the nose tackle was. Well, that's part of it. You know, <laughs> be like, who's the best guards in the league? You're like, uh, that dude from the Colts that was drafted. Passionate really debate. Passionate <laughs> debate. Tier three guards. So, well, who, what would be the tiers that you would get the most reaction, right? Quarterbacks and coaches. Yeah. And I, you know, the other thing, yeah, college, I honestly, Sando might be leaving a little something on the table. You should do coach tiers, shouldn't you? Coach tiers. <laughs> I think um, that. Uh, you know, in college, it might even get more like what you're talking about. The other element that the NFL has that college doesn't have, right? Players know another guy's going to move on because they know he's had a great year. Their salary cap situation is what it is. It's time for him to get paid. In the same way, I wonder if guys who played with, you know, Jordan Addison at Pitt by the end of the year are like, well, I mean, you know, in five years, there's going to be no doubt. Like if you're on a lesser team, that doesn't have as much financial wherewithal and a player has a breakout year, has a big game against Ohio state, whatever, you know, that that guy could leave because the NIL money is going to be bigger somewhere else. It's like, it's only going to get more like pro football in college for, for the, for guys seeing the rotating door in their locker room next to them. That's a pretty good uh, project for like the GMs and, and DPPs of college programs and division right, and like power five. Team. Keep an eye on, on the smaller schools against the big boys in September, guys with huge games make a note and reach out legally. Yeah, which you like, can't. But find Khalil, in five years, as Khalil Mack has a good year against Ohio State, just transfers the next week, eligible to play immediately. Can you transfer in season? I mean, I said five years. Depends where they collectively bargain the players. That's true. So I mean, you can you can transfer as many times as you want coming up. So you know, but. I do think there is Trey would have been an example. Like if the COVID thing hadn't happened and Trey Lance existed right now, does he last in North Dakota state the whole time? 
Whereas all of a sudden he's like the starting quarterback at Arizona State. Yeah, only if he really, really wants to be at North Dakota State. That's the only way. But most which is guys, not as crazy. That's the one program where it's like you can get drafted in the top two, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, Washington State's quarterback this year played at Incarnate Word last year, which is much lesser known than North Dakota State, right? You'd go, well, if North Dakota State had a great quarterback, people will find him. But will people find a great quarterback at? at Division two incarnate word. And the answer is, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Much easier on the internet. They're on the hunt. So, you know, I think it's, um, it's been obvious. This is where it's been headed for quite a while. Kyle's saying it on the day that everybody reports kind of like on the first day of school, everything has changed here. Um, I think starts things off on a, on a certain foot. There's going to be no, um, hesitation from anybody about saying Trey Lance is the quarterback and talking about the team like Trey is the quarterback. Well, did did you think that they looked a little worn out for day one? Because I did. did. I, you know, I'm surprised. Unless Kyle's going to keep his hair longer this year, he didn't. Usually, he's got a fresh cut. Maybe they've been working for a week already. When did when do you think they showed up to the office? Yeah, I'd say five six days ago. The thing they've the, been talking Debo. Those conversations have been happening. But the difference of a fresh cut is like when you work in the NFL, that guy comes to you. That guy can come next, you know, two days. Like he can get his haircut whenever. Yeah, it looks like Kyle hasn't had a haircut for a month. Actually, yeah, probably hasn't. It, to me, their He's stress level. What would the thing that would stress them out the most? It would just be the situation with Jimmy getting the finality of it because they did look for as again. It's literally day one, at least for us. I mean, for them, they've been getting things ready. It's they they haven't they didn't just get off. John Lynch didn't land from Aruba yesterday, and Kyle land from Lake Tahoe, wherever the hell he was. But like, they didn't look normally. Of like, part of it is a football coach. You're not happy. Kyle's not happy go lucky all the time. But I you saw it on John. Like, there still is an elephant in the room that is a pretty big deal for them. And I, I don't necessarily think that's Debo. It's the majority of the questions, and rightfully so, were about the quarterback situation. And even once they kind of put their stamp, or Kyle specifically did, on Trey, the Jimmy situation still got asked about a lot. Like, it's not over. It's not ending. And I wonder if you're John, like, this is going to be a thing that I'm dealing with constantly, dealing with Don Yee, dealing with these other teams. Like, ultimately, Trey is getting all the reps. He's playing football. But the Jimmy situation is just still there. And it, it looked like they were wearing that kind of in their body language. Yeah, I mean, if you kind of go through what the stresses would be, the stresses would be, will he pass, as we record this, you know, he's going to get his physical this afternoon. So by the time you're listening to this or as we're live, we don't know the results, but they're they're holding their breath that he passes his physical for them today, right? That's part of it. I would imagine that's one of their stresses. How, how, many, how many quarterbacks in the league that are like top 40 quarterbacks are in his situation where it's like, is he ready to go? It doesn't feel like there's any, right? Like going through Sando's list, like all these guys are practice, all these guys are like full go. Yeah, I mean Deshaun Watson, maybe it's a different conversation, but yeah, but I'm saying like none of these guys are coming off injuries. Every single guy in the league is healthy, right? There's no like, well, there's one quarterback situation, a couple of these guys are injured, like they're all healthy, right? At least that we know about. I mean, maybe information, you know, something happened over the summer, but so far. When, when, and by the way, like, when are you not healthy at the beginning of camp unless you're coming off like an Achilles? And ACL, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. None of these guys are injured coming off injuries. But I'm just saying, even in July, when are guys ever, they're major, like usually not like a shoulder surgery. Now, maybe part of it is most guys aren't playing into late January and then getting surgery, but it's just for his particular injury. Oh, that's right. Burrow, 
Burrow, uh, Joe Burrow, appendicitis, his appendix out. Yeah. So there was, but but to me, call. like, why I don't even bring that up is Jim Jimmy's not going to the Bengals, right? Uh, and that's not, and that's you get an appendix taken out. Like, I, is that what it was? Appendicitis? Yeah, his appendix is 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 coming out. So it's you know, I think you could doctor can tell you ahead of time. Like he'll be back in it's a very short amount of time. Yeah, eating ice cream. Right. Whenever whenever I see like a headline like. Joe Burrow to miss time. Like, oh my God, did something bad happen? And then it was like appendicitis. I'm like, oh, give me a break. So then the other the other stress would be once he passes the physical, finding a trade for him. Now, like I'll get in, we can get into how they handle this situation, but there's no debate about where they are today. The situation has backfired. Like this is not where they want it to be today. This is not the way they wanted this thing to go. They said several, I don't know how many, I mean, it's, Jimmy had surgery a long time ago, February, and several times today it was mentioned by them. Well, you know, if he hadn't had to have the surgery, well, he did have to have the surgery, and here we are. And I think part of the nervousness has to be they believe very firmly, and the quarterback tier is reflected. Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 on Mike uh, on uh, Mike Sando's QB list, that a quarterback of this guy's level, it would be malpractice to release a player of this level. But right now they are in a race against time and hope that maybe somebody else has a need that they don't end up walking away with nothing in return for Jimmy Garoppolo. And until they find a way to trade him, that will be that is wearing on them. The irony is if one day they release him, it'll be over and done with and they'll just move on. But I think they're just really married to the idea that you don't get rid of players of this quality at this position without compensation, which I think is kind of crazy at this point in time. I would say typically cutting a player when you don't have any other options is insane unless he does something really bad right off the field, which becomes a no brainer as the Niners have done before with Ruben Foster and the Raiders did with Damon Arnett, who's back in prison or behind bars for cocaine. He's got some. Is that issues. an L for the Raiders or a win for the Raiders? Uh, I'm saying that's a pretty big L, especially okay. I'm pretty sure that was one of the picks that the Daryl Morey in the Sloan Conference gave the Raiders all that credit for the Khalil Mack trade. It's like, well, they look at all this conversation. Well, yeah, they drafted one guy who's in jail and another guy who didn't get his fifth year option pickup. I'm going to go with an L on that one, but that's another conversation. Harsh grader, harsh grader. <laughs> uh, ultimately, I, I I do not think at this time. Especially given the, it'd be one thing. Well, it's like they just they couldn't wheel and deal. It happens a lot in basketball. Like you got to find a market. Like there is no market to be found. That, that's my thing. Like there aren't seven teams that need quarterback. I, we've talked before. Literally every team could just go with their quarterback right now. It doesn't mean it's going to be good, but like Jimmy isn't a necessity for any team in the league. Not one. Now maybe that changes a little bit. What I mean, I thought Deshaun Watson's. The, the news is going to come out three weeks ago. I mean, if you told me that news comes out September 1st, I'll believe you at this point. But I think they would tell you, we do have a guy who has started a ton of games and our team's good enough. Like he can be our starter. Now, I think we'd all disagree with that, but I think they could look you in the face and be like, this guy started, let's say 25 games. Like this guy is not like a two-time starter. So I, 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 I do not agree that you can't cut him. I, I, I just don't. I, I actually think if, by the time you, if he passes a physical and is ready to go, instead of like sending him away, I, I would release him. And if I'm Jimmy, I would demand to be released. I'm not throwing to your trainer. Like I, I, if I'm physically ready to go, the season is not that far away. I need to stay in shape. And whether that's going somewhere to compete for the starting job, at least I get the reps, right? I, 
I don't get better. Iron sharpens iron. I don't get better just throwing with some trainers and, you know, some random, you know, Danny Gray when he gets hurt, <laughs> inevitably. Uh, no, might not. But that, I, I think we if you're the Jimmy. the Theragun on the quad last week. I, I think if you're Jimmy, you cannot be cool with potentially. Like, hey, we might ride this out for the all the spring. You're not going to get any reps, though, because we got to get, obviously, Trey ready and figure out who our backup quarterback is going to be. Well, like, I'm not going to sit on the side and just be cool with that. We're all cool. We all like each other. This is, like, the most cordial breakup we've ever seen of, of divorces in the history of divorces. Personally, professionally, it's crazy how kind of smooth this thing has gone. Been a couple, you know, hiccups. But for the most part, even today, it felt like, hell, maybe they were lying. Could it have been a little weird with Jimmy this morning? Is that why they look kind of, especially John, looked a little flustered? Could Jimmy have said, like, listen, guys, when I pass, you either need to trade me or I got to go. Like, I'm not cool with sitting. I'm a good guy. I'm not going to fucking be a malcontent, like, throw things at, like, Kinlaw attack Grant Cohn on the sideline. You can argue that was a little justified, but that's another conversation as well. But the point is, like, you, you can't just hold me hostage here. That's fucked up because you don't need to hold. What are you holding me hostage for? You, it's a great. You make a great argument, but at the end of the day, they have no obligation to grant Jimmy Garoppolo his release, right? Just because he demands it. There's but ultimately, where it'd be pretty leverage. fucked up is if no one shatters an ankle, Teddy Bridgewater, or knee fall off, and you but just end up cutting him. I know, but that's part of what they're waiting for. And I think if that happened. Uh, he would find a home, but it would, yeah, it would derail the start of his season or the potential for him to be a starting NFL quarterback week one. But I think they've waited this long. I, I now the difference is they've waited partly this long. Once he's healthy, they can, they can save the money once they cut him. Right, you don't want to cut him hurt because then it costs you a lot of money. But I, they, one of them, Jim or I mean Jim, John or uh, Kyle today, one of them made a comment again about his value and the player of his quality and so but the but the but the but the the value is based on what someone else is willing to pay 100 percent. but they believe that they are they as an organ they're going to do what's best for the team and to me clearly what's best for the team from their perspective is to wait as long as possible and either hope that somebody gets hurt hope that um uh, Donnie's able to find them some deal where the Texans go you know we don't love Davis Mills as much or the Seahawks say we don't love Drew Locke as much if you guys are willing to pay, Don, he's had a long time to broker a deal here. Well, I know, but but there's a lot of things that you do would just have to wait. Like you, the Seahawks do have to just see what they got, right? Or somebody gets hurt, whatever the case is. Uh, I think it'd be it would be a to me it would be a change in their course of action if they then just released him without waiting out a few more weeks of camp to see if somebody gets. Hurt. I, I would, would agree. Change in their action. As, as of today, right? Every team in the league reported Niner style, right? Even the teams that hadn't yet shown up. Yep. All the veterans have shown up by today in the entire NFL, in the entire league. So, so by tomorrow, every team will have started practice. So I would say in like less than 14 days, let's use like 10, you will have give or take, I mean, some teams will have more, but like nine practices under your belt to just Drew Locke, Geno Smith, some Davis Mills things. Has he gotten better? Yeah. Like that. I, I don't think like they necessarily, they would like to, Jimmy would like to, I, I would say within 10 to 14 days, that's kind of the goal. I agree with you. Cause then it, it, you're right. Cause you, even Don would be like, Hey, this team say they might be interested. They just need a little time to evaluate. Right. And for the next, you know, if, if every team starts practice tomorrow and the rules are all 
universally the same up until Sunday. Sunday will be a huge day around the league, right? When no one's practicing the Raiders might because their time and the Jags timelines a little different, but the majority of the teams, yes, all the teams today, that started today will probably Sunday be off is, Sunday is the CBA negotiated day off. And usually in my experience on that situation, the day off is a huge like rest day for the players, right? They're all getting their whatever coaches and personnel meet. They meet. And they kind of do like you start going around. You remember when hard knocks used to be cool and there used to be a camera in the room with like all the coaches and the scouts and everyone was talking shit. We lost that about a decade ago. That still happens, you know, and but that's a day like, hey, we don't feel great. And you could argue the quarterback situation is like the top of the food chain, like the GM and the head coach and the OC and like the number two GM is like they're talking and the owner talking about that nonstop every day. Right. It's not one of those like. How's our uh, four string running backs? What, what do you think uh, right on the line? Uh, who's going to make the team? Like the quarterback thing is a pretty big deal. So you could argue that that comes to fruition in terms of evaluate. You could maybe four days in and be like, this, this is, might be a problem, right? Yeah. I would say that's probably not the case with Davis Mills. I would more, agree with that. More likely in Seattle. Um, I mean, he does have a new coach, right? The organization is the same. Seattle and, you, and the Giants. Like what if Dayball's like, this guy, I, I'm not that into him. That wouldn't happen in Miami, right? I think you're pretty. They just drafted him so high. You got to just give him a shot. Um, I wonder if that's part of John Lynch. You know, we were talking before Mark Sessler from NFL.com tweeted, just watch John Lynch's body language. And you and I agree. Like John Lynch always looks, he's always fidgety when he's at the podium, almost always fidgety. Um, I think part my theory is that like part of the job requires you to not be totally truthful with people. And that's not his inherent nature. We talked to him on the sidelines during OTAs. He was very we brought up players. He was very oh, he talked about players. Right. He said things about players when we talked to him um, just kind of casually. Trusted uh, us. He trusted us. Yeah. No, we did give him some wine. You know, <laughs> uh, we know we got to send Shanahan next time. We uh, have to send him something. Well, I'd, I'd never even heard about it until he told Kawakami when he was eating at French Laundry. So uh, I do wonder if part of him as a former player does not like the position that he's putting Jimmy Garoppolo in, that he feels obligated as the general manager of the 49ers to put Jimmy Garoppolo in. It's a fucked Your up situation. Point, Jimmy it said is. to them, guys, like, uh, this is my career. And John Lynch's reaction was probably like, you know what, man? I know. I'm sorry, but I'm the GM of the 49ers. I, I, I wonder if that weighs on him. Yeah, I, I would doubt if that's what Jimmy said, that would be his reaction. Like, I'm doing everything I can. I'm trying. Kyle's like, and then Jimmy's side eye and Kyle, like, whatever he's saying. Kyle's a better liar. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough. I, I always thought Kevin Durant struggled with that, like why he kept snapping at Ethan and stuff. He struggled with lying, like, because he, he couldn't say, like, guys, I'm leaving. But it was like everyone knew he was leaving. He knew he was leaving, but everyone's always beating around the bush. That's what today's press conference was kind of like. Once they kind of just Trey's our guy, it's his team. Then it's just like, well, what the hell else is going on? Like, what are you doing? And then they admitted to hanging out with him in the morning. That was, it's, it's just, it's a wait. Cool, why was that weird? Explain that. Why was that? It's just a bizarre. There's no way around it. This is borderline unprecedented. The situation. Usually, that guy is long gone by this time. It, guy, every single time that guy's long gone. I yeah. would say the Jimmy Garoppolo of this. He's definitely gone by the time he passes the physical, right? Like today, be like, if he passes the physical, like D Ford, we're going to figure something out. You'll have an announcement in the next few days. I just think at quarterback, once you pivoted 
and the Niners pivoted when the season ended. I think it's fair to say like they were they were just going to move on with Trey. Jimmy is never seen from again. Never seen from again. And Jimmy technically hasn't been seen by anyone because he wasn't around in OTAs. Travis but like, seen him. He, he was seen today. George said he saw him. You just can't hide. The building's not that big, right? But it's part of like, not only was he seen, it's like, I would imagine one of their first meetings, it wasn't like, let's go uh, talk to Juszczyk and Fred Warner and just see how the boys are doing. No, it was like, we are meeting with Jimmy Garoppolo at 8.15. It was like, all right, Jimmy's going to be in here first. Let's get, this, <laughs> let's get this over with. I would imagine that was like legitimately their first and main major kind of meeting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Meet with Jimmy Garoppolo. If, if I told you Don Yee was there as well, would you be surprised? Uh, No, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't expect him to be. I almost feel like they almost want to separate the two things, right? Like, we'll just have a person-to-person conversation with Jimmy, Don, and John. And they'll figure out their business. Like, let's keep this thing separate. We know you leak Shanahan would be in there like, agent, cool. Like, what? Oh, Don, good to meet you, man. So you, you guys are looking for a trade, huh? You know? Yeah, Kyle. He, he, Kyle, said he, Kyle told Kawakami he didn't know anything about Trey Lance's arm fatigue until he had lunch with Ayuk and Lance. Kyle's pretty – like, listen, I – I do believe him that he's not like active on social media, but I, I don't necessarily believe him about some of that stuff. Now, maybe the way the guys that Ayuk said the joke, he didn't quite land. Yeah, but. That, I think you're right because Kyle says all his high school buddies are texting him all the time, asking him takes. I, I, I do think that a lot of people, I meet a lot of people that aren't, and where a lot of this happens, I, I would say is on Twitter. The difference, though, is everyone I know that works in sports is always forwarding me tweets. Because if you work in sports, that's where a lot of the action happens. Yeah. So yeah. this is like, I don't necessarily believe that Kyle doesn't have people forwarding him some cool shit. He's following the news of his own industry. Or has someone doing it. Because well, if yeah, I was yeah, him I just, and I didn't want it in the news in your own industry, I would have my assistant or like his, whoever, his chief of staff, send me a every other day recap. Recommendation for you. I was watching the show Sopranos last night, episode uh, yeah. season one, episode two or three. <laughs> I think it's episode two. And they're in there all counting their money. I'm just watching like that guy just died. That guy just died. But they're in there counting the money and they're watching some like evening news program with a former mobster on TV who's explaining to the interviewer what the problems with the mob are. And they're yelling at the TV, throwing shit at the TV, talking shit about the guy's takes. Like you just, they are, one of them changed the channel and Tony Soprano was like, what are you doing? He like changed it back. He wants to know what the guy says, even though he knows the industry better than anybody else. You just want to know what's being said. You want to follow the industry news and um, nice job blocking the naked HD. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just kind of know what's up. How could Kyle wants to know what's up? You know that I was watching when uh, Polly Walnuts died recently, that when he died, you know, a lot of things pop up on your timelines and YouTube algorithms. He gave an interview, maybe to like Kimmel or Conan, that, or you know, a couple seasons in, that Tony, James Gandolfini, got a call in the middle of the night and picked it up, like in real life, right? James Gandolfini, someone calls him. It's one of the mob bosses in New York and says, basically, like, we love the show. You're killing it. But I have one piece of advice. The boss never wears shorts. Oh. And, Tony, and Tony in the show, I guess, never wore shorts again. I did just see him in shorts, actually. That's funny. Yeah. I think I think early on, you know, it's just kind of makes boss sense. Never wears shorts. That's a good tip. Yeah, it's I, I think it's 
in my TV watching, it's the it's the greatest casting ever. Like it just doesn't. It just his look. He gets fatter as the season goes on. Yeah, he's, he's skinny actually, early. He's pretty skinny. Yeah. Well, he he was <laughs> he gets big quick. He's got to play the part. Must be tough. Yeah, I think Paulie was really in the mafia early on. I think Paulie went to prison in his real life. What a great casting. I know. No shorts podcast. The problem, someone suggested, the problem is that I wear shorts almost all the time. Me too. A lot of leg. Um, You know, I do think one thing that's been pretty consistent with Kyle and John is this stuff. Like, when we talk about Kyle Shanahan the criticisms of him and the fact that he hasn't had more than two winning seasons, like that's a legitimate criticism. But I think when we have the conversation, it then becomes this thing of he's a great play caller and offensive coordinator. He has to prove he's a great head coach. And the more he handles these situations, the more I disagree with that. He does have to win more games to be a great head coach, but I think he's proven repeatedly that he's also more than just a play caller. And one of the things that you would say him and John Lynch hang their hat on, they bet on their own ability to be mediators and to handle situations that are uncomfortable, awkward, because they believe at a very high, high level in uh, their ability to, commute on a hum- uh, to communicate on a human level. Reuben Foster, they made a mistake because of it. They thought, we get this guy with us and we'll be able to make things better around him, and it did not work for them. But I think clearly with this Garoppolo situation, I think a lot of organizations would want no part of even going down this road and just I wouldn't let's just cut bait, right? Yeah. Like and whether you agree or disagree with what they're doing, I think one thing we see repeatedly with these guys, like you cannot assume that they would not want a player who's been a problem somewhere else. They clearly want a certain type of guy, but I think they also really believe in their ability to handle situations that are uncomfortable, awkward, distracting. Um they and, and, and I'll say they've proven that they do a pretty good job with it, right? Agreed. And I don't know. I mean, it, like you said the other day, like Don Yee could try and make this thing different and uncomfortable. It's part of the reason they want to talk directly to Debo's the other Debo's the other example, right? Like they feel like we can talk to Jimmy directly. He's going to have a hard time, you know, throwing a fit on the sideline. I, I, I guess what my, my ultimate point on this is it's – it's a fucked up business practice after a while. If there's nothing out there just to hold on to him and not let him practice. And he's just sitting there on the side with a quarterback. Who's a top 20 guy. Like it's, it would start getting weird fast. And, and I think Don Yee would being his client, a disservice if he didn't fucking put the hammer down somehow and ma- even make it public. Like we want to release right now. This fucked up. Like, and that's, we don't know much about Don Yee. He's never had to do anything like that. Cause his main client and even Jimmy, they've been, uh, just entrenched starters like Jimmy since he got here and obviously Tom, but I, I, I have a very, very hard time assuming Jimmy's cleared to practice full go that he's on the roster the entire uh, August without them making a stink. Cause I would make a stink if I was in their shoes, a big one. Yeah. I, After, just, think, I just think the evidence with these two guys is they're not going to, if this is what they believe the right thing to do is they're not going to, they're on, they're not going to change their course of action because Jimmy or Donnie makes a stink. Yeah, it's I, and I would say it's a pretty cutthroat. Now the NFL is a cutthroat league. I mean, they can do whatever they want. Be it'd be a pretty cutthroat thing to do, especially. And if you ultimately cut them, like I think they would be like, "What the fuck? You guys yeah. didn't get anything out of it." 
Yeah, they. I think they'd feel pretty badly. I, I honestly do think they. No, would I, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I don't think they're. But trying, I think they're. I, they're. They're honest. They are not trying to fuck Jimmy. I don't think. And that's why I think ultimately they'd probably cut him before they wrote it out if it's clear like nothing's changing. Well, that's part of it, right? I think uh, even though I disagree with that statement that they they would cut him early, part of it is dependent on them feeling like nobody is going to become interested in a week, but. You know, part of this is the possibility that somebody gets hurt. Now, starters don't really play in the preseason, so that possibility is a lot lower, right? Practices, no one's hitting the quarterback. The possibility of a quarterback, think about the guys that have gotten hurt. Did Teddy get hurt in in like training up camp. to the season in training camp? Yeah. Obviously non-contact, but those um those odds are pretty low because most of these guys don't play in games. Right. Like None, I would Sam say Bradford not. getting hurt in a game. Like it's just St. Bradford doesn't play in a game in 2022. No, no, I don't think any of these. I'm telling you, I don't think any of these guys are. This preseason is going to be a joke. But you can watch it all on NFL Plus. Use the code. Hey, oh, no, wait. That's not a promotion. John, let's tell the, the people. Let's tell our friends about our friends at Sleep Number. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. I made a major mistake. Actually, I made two major mistakes last night. Took Sopranos into bed on the iPad after having an afternoon coffee. Did not sleep well. Did not imagine. follow the rules. Did not follow the rules. Did not follow the rules. You guys have TV in the room? No, in the bedroom? No. That's why yeah. I took the iPad in. That's smart. I, I didn't do that for a long time. And then uh old girlfriend kind of demanded it. it I, honestly, I'm not I haven't complained since. Like it's it's in there, it, it works, but it, it can be it's dangerous. It's and I'm not a TV. I, I, I don't fall asleep to TV. Like, it's got to be off. Yeah. I, I need the television off. The iPad in the room, I think, is actually way more dangerous than the TV. It's handheld. It's right by your face. Even if you kind of put it out, it's not far away. It is. I'm with you. You don't want to do that. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. You get a great night's sleep. Don't put the iPad. Turn the TV off. Keep your phone definitely, you know, on night, you know, kind of scroll down so it's yeah. not too bright. And then try to kind of wean off it if you can, and that uh, helps you sleep better. Uh, John likes the uh, the the forty sleep number, a little softer. I like a little firmer, fifty five. But they got something for everybody. Plus, they got the data. And in this day and age, if you're not using the data, what are you doing? Sleep IQ data shows that sleepers who use their three hundred and sixty smart bed technology get twenty eight more minutes of restful sleep per night. It's up to one hundred and seventy hours per year. So. Choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number because every great day starts the night before. Discover special offers now and for a limited time. Your local Sleep Number store. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer. When you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping, butcherbox is offering you 
free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. One thing Shanahan said uh, to Tim Kawakami and then reiterated during his uh, press conference was, he didn't hide the fact that he thinks they're going to have a pretty good team this year. He emphasized starting fast so they don't put themselves in the position they put themselves in last year, playing really stressful. All these stressful games must win games down the stretch. Um, and uh, I, I don't think you say things like that unless you think you can back it up. Right? But he emphasized starting fast from a seasonal standpoint. I want to come out the gate and be as aggressive as we can in the first eight games and not make the back eight games as tough as they were last year. Of course, there's another, there's a ninth game, but their buy actually comes after game eight. Yeah, I I think he said without saying it, this is the best team on paper. Now, they have had multiple teams go to NFC Championship games. They had a team that led the NFC Championship game last year, and then they had a team that led the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. So they, he's had some really, really good teams. But I do agree with him on paper, this is their best team, because I think all their best players are in the prime of their career. Some of their young ascending players are better than the guys that they had young ascending back, you know, in 19. Uh, they do have some question marks, but to me, if, you're, if your question marks are guards and centers, like elite coaches and elite personnel staffs figure that out. So that's the least your worries. I'm sorry. I, now, they, well, I would they say Shanahan's words back up what you're saying. They do have a major question mark at quarterback. But, <laughs> so but, but, to your, but just to back up your point, like to – he, he does not. He's like, yeah, well, Brunskill will play some there. We got another guy. We got some rookies who can play guard. We'll see. We'll figure it out. He's well, let's say Trey didn't exist and Jimmy was just going to come back on the team. Going into his last year of his contract, kind of a prove-it deal. I think most people would pick this team to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback? Yeah. In, in this NFC especially, yeah. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people are going to pick him to make the playoffs as is. The NFC is dramatically worse than the AFC. That's another thing he has working for him. But... The AFC division, they do play the AFC West, so they get four. You know, it's a lot easier to play the AFC South or even the AFC East than it is the AFC West. All four of those games, all four of those teams can win the division. All four of those teams, if I told you, find a way to get to 11 and 12 wins, easily believable. That's hard. I do think it helps that, in theory, the Niners should be able to beat Seattle, though it hasn't happened much for Kyle. They got swept last year. I would say anything less than winning those two games. So it's easy to kind of see them take advantage of their situation. But but their team on paper, skill guys loaded, best left tackle in the game, 
their linebacking core stacked. Their pass rush should be awesome. I mean, they they have a lot of DB bodies, right? They're I mean, better at corner this year than they were coming into last year, you'd say, right? Just because well, they have some more experience. Well, how much better do you feel about uh, Ambry? I mean, he have to be dramatically better, right? I mean, last even Kyle said we, I didn't think he didn't know if he was an NFL player in training camp, <laughs> and I did see Jason Verrett starting the league uh, the season on PUP. No one knows what this guy's going to do. It cannot be disputed that if this guy is just on the field, he will not suck. And now, they, will they spent money at that position too. Corner. Oh yeah, Ward. So I, I don't know. I'm not saying like this guy's going to live up to his draft status. The, his most famous move of his career is easily the Grant Cohn situation. But Javon Kinlaw, if he's he's cleared for practice, he is healthy. Now, can he stay that way? No one knows. But I think you and I agree. I think the 49ers would agree. If he, if I just tell you he plays 16 games, they are in great shape. If he's playing in games, he is bigger and stronger. Again, I'm not saying he's going to get a lot of sacks or anything. He will be a very, very useful player for them. Yeah. Now, that is a huge, like, what would you put as over-under on Javon Kinlaw games? Six 12. and a half? Eight and a half? You went 12? Yeah, I mean, if, if you said, if it's eight, that is way too low. Well, then he's just a he's an injury bust. I, I agree with you. If you just said he plays 15 games, I'd go great. I don't need to know anything. Don't even need to know his numbers. Yeah. That's really good. That's great. If you tell me he plays 15 games and all the other guys stay healthy, meaning Armstead, Bosa, um, and I guess I, I'm, I'm still I just feel out of it. Who who's the uh, pass rusher they drafted from USC? Drake Jackson. Yeah, I almost said I almost said Lawrence. Drake Jackson. I think Drake. Ja- I think Drake Jackson is going to be good. <laughs> so their front seven, and they were asked about it in the press conference. Just on paper, it's excellent. It just it's it's ex- I mean, guy, they were kicking ass and taking names last year with no name guys. So if you if Bosa has another huge season, which he will if he's healthy, Armstead is just a solid player, and Drake Jackson on top of just the random guys that Kaseric you know rotates in. I think the way Kyle looks at it is like our defense is going to be like 2019 and we're going to come out like the way when he talked about starting fast, I think they're going to emphasize that every single day, every single day. And they're going to try to start the season throwing haymakers. Not that they didn't necessarily last year, but it was like, they kind of eased their way in that. I think they're going to come out and try to start strong. I think you're right. He wasn't just saying what, what every coach says, which is we have to win games early. I want to, he was talking about the way they're going to play. He didn't say we need to start fast. He's like, I want to start the season aggressive, which to me is what you're talking about. Is is it, he's talking about the style in which they're going to play, right? Yeah. Does that mean D'Amico's going to blitz even more? Does that mean Trey Lance is going to throw the ball down the field more than we think he's going to? Does that mean that the first play of the game is going to be some running back hitting the hole at 87 miles an hour? Yes. We well, should be on that at DraftKings. What will the first? What will the first run or pass? What would run? What would you get like run at at DraftKings Sportsbook, John Niners first? Would it be like plus? Five? I, I I could see play action first play of the game. I, I could also see. I do think in his mind, and he's not wrong. It's the best starting the season, best skill group he's had. Debo in his prime, IU coming into his own, Kittle in his prime. 
They have uh, Jawan Jennings has established himself. Kyle loves him, and he's just a good player who's made plays in big time games. Because the one thing he keeps saying about Trey is like you never really know till you see it. Like he's seen it with Jawan when the lights were the brightest and the time and they needed him, he came through in games and leading into the playoffs and then the playoffs. If you have really good skill guys, we've been talking about this forever. Like that's why I'm not that hard on like Trevor Lawrence or listen Zach Wilson. I'm not the biggest fan, but. It's hard for me to judge you when you inherit like those. This guy's this guy's hitting the ground with Pro Bowl wide receiver, Pro Bowl tight end, a stud number two wide receiver. Honestly, a third wide receiver who I think's got a chance to be really fucking good. The best left tackle. Uh, uh, I don't think I'm not the biggest McGlinchey fan, but he's a functional starting right tackle. And then offensive lineman that Kyle and those guys have historically always coached up. Like the, the scheme breeds like who's uh who's this John Williamson guy that's made a pro bowl all of a sudden that's a guard in in the zone scheme it happens all around the league forever with the Shanahan family because they it's the easiest place to play now if you're going to pass it a lot which he doesn't it may becomes a little more difficult to just plug a guy in at a random guard spot Kyle wants to run the ball and then when they're not running the ball they're doing play action Kyle is not like you play for Andy Reid, you gotta pass protect. Why? He's dropping back 45 times a game. Kyle has nightmares thinking about dropping back 45 times a game. Because it means two things. Actually, it means one thing. I'm behind. Because it's never my game plan. Ever. Ever. (laughs) So it's like I'm behind. And I'm behind early, right? Because even then he's running the football. We're gonna run the ball to get back into this game, right? And he's like, uh, yeah, this game plan's boring. Throw, Patrick. But when you when you know you got to throw and you throw a lot, which I, that's I'm good with that. Your your individual offensive linemen have to be good pass protectors. You know, last year Andy drafted really high in the second round uh, uh, the center from I think Oklahoma. They, they, they've all yeah, they've always invested heavily in those positions. They signed uh, Thuney from the New England Patriots. Like it matters to them to have good offensive linemen because he's dropping they tried back to sign all the Trent time. Williams. They, th- that matters a lot. Ultimately, to Kyle, like he needs his guys to be able to run block because then he can scheme the pass off if they're, they're running the ball down your throat. And he mentioned that with Tim. He goes, "Look back to nineteen. We didn't, you know, people. It's easy to say now, but Jimmy hadn't played much. We didn't know he had just come off an injury, and we ran the ball well and we played defense." I think he's coming in with that mindset of the 19 team. Hit fucking people in the mouth, play big-time defense, run it down their throat. The difference, though, is that team, Debo was a rookie. Ayuk didn't exist. Kittle was starting to become Kittle, but he wasn't the known commodity. Like, they do have guys that, like, worst-case scenario, just run a quick screen, run a quick slant, right? I mean, they they don't need to trade, you know, for a wide receiver if they're all healthy. Like, they, they have three deep of guys that could score – all obviously Debo can, but I think Ayuk and Jennings have like seven, eight touchdown potential in them if they have a good season. It's the most established that group has been to start a season for Kyle Shanahan. And they drafted a guy high who in theory should, you know, a lot of teams around the league, when you draft a guy in the second or third round, they're going to be second and third rounders all around the league, right? At wide receiver and running back to become good players. Well, the Niners did both. They drafted a wide receiver and a running back. So you'd say just on the odds, one guy's from LSU, one guy's from uh, SMU. Both those guys are excellent college players. Like, the odds, one of those two guys is going to be a productive rookie, right? Like last year, the Niners drafted a bunch of skill guys. It turned out Mitchell was, Sermon wasn't, but it's just the odds. And who knows? Maybe it's a – and the cool part about football is we talk so much early on and just because, like, I'm not talking about an undrafted free agent. 
until that undrafted free agent's really good. No one knew Matt Breda until all of a sudden, like, Matt Breda was kind of good, and all of a sudden playing. That happens a lot, right? There, there could be all of a sudden you get, like, some undrafted tight end or undrafted running back or undrafted wide receiver who fucking they fall in love with in camp, and he plays for them. That would be hard at wide receiver, but it's definitely possible at running back or tight end to just throw your hat in the ring and all of a sudden just get in the mix, right? Yeah, they really they have not had another tight positions. end. They have not had another tight end do that in terms of being a pass catcher. Well, isn't, didn't they say that Warner's hurt? You know, yeah. he got hurt this offseason. So, I mean, it feels like Joelle's been on the team since Harbaugh, even though he hasn't. doesn't feel like Joelle's been around for a while. Who is the tight end that Harbaugh's been on the team right now? Butkus? Who? Oh, that, that was... Uh, that, the was guy Vance, the, on the that was Vance, that was Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald, yeah. Harbaugh called him Butkus. Isn't that what he said? Like he reminds me of Butkus. Yeah. Or not Butk. Uh, was Butkus I, the tight end? Who was the no, tight end? Butkus a linebacker. Yeah. But I thought, but I thought he compared him to like Butkus mindset. I thought Harbaugh said something like that. Sounds familiar. Uh, Ditka. Sorry, Ditka. Ditka was the tight end. Oh, that's what it was. Maybe that's a Mike Ditka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Did Butkus drop important balls? <laughs> Vance McDonald kind of turned his career around with the Steelers. He did. They've had a few tight ends over the over the years turn out to be solid tight ends somewhere else. Caden Smith has had a little career for himself. Not a little career for himself. He's had a career. So, Do you think if you were a player, and there's definitely not as many teams doing this anymore because I saw the Steelers, like, you know, they, they report to a camp. Most teams now do the camp from their facility. Would you rather go to a camp with a facility or rather just do it at your facility? I mean, camp at like a Lehigh or Latrobe, or you'd rather just do it at your facility, stay at your house? The meeting rooms are like the nice versions of our meeting rooms. My house or the hotel is across the street. Sometimes they do, depending on the team, like keep you in the hotel. Yeah. Beside your off day. I would imagine. The facility just can't. These facilities are the team facilities are so nice now. Yeah. That it's like, I mean, it's cool to see a photo of us at a gym that was built in 1975 watching tape, but. You remember, was it last year or two years ago that the dude on Seattle snuck in the chick in a in a uniform? Remember that? No. Remember there was a corner on Seattle who during training camp snuck in a chick wearing like team sweats and got caught and Pete Carroll cut him the next day? For, I think he's from he was from Oklahoma State. And then I think the Raiders signed him. Did you find it? Uh, from 2020, Seahawks cut Kema Severend this week after he was caught on video trying to sneak a female visitor in the team hotel. Uh, but, but, but the woman was wearing Seahawks gear in, a, in an attempt to disguise her as a player, I'm told. It did not work. Then somebody tweeted this photo of this guy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's like, bro. What position was she supposed to play is my question. You know. Uh, <laughs> Nose tackle? Coach is like, hey, who's that? We got to sign that guy. I don't know. Peace like, come over here, guys. I want to I wanted throw something off you. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom, coach. <laughs> like, run away. Why did you go into that bathroom? Uh Sandoz QB tiers, John. We we love the QB tiers. Jimmy Garoppolo in at 16. Actually, let's start at the top real quick. 
Did you have any issue with um, Aaron Rodgers going number one, back-to-back MVP? I think he's solidified right there. Mahomes at two. I would have put Brady there, but I would have gone. I would have gone. I would have put them in their own tier. One, one, two, three. Those three by themselves. I would put. I and if you were ranking them, I would go Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes. If you want to put Mahomes, I'm not going to argue with you. But I, I would put those three guys in their own little world. So, I I agree with that point. Like, part of it is like you have to. You were saying there's a resume, right? Right. Which these three guys have a resume better than you know Josh Allen's. Now here's the thing. This is different than who would you start your franchise with, right? Like right now today, you get one of these guys. You you could take Josh Allen over Brady. Like that would make sense, right? But who's the better football player for a game? I read the first couple paragraphs thinking that like he would be specific of this is only based on last year. It's not really the case. It's just no. the tiers of the quarterbacks in the league right now. And I, I talked to multiple teams last year that had Justin Herbert, for example, because, you know, the, the league, you grade every player in the league. He's viewed as a top five quarterback in the league based on last year. But if it's like, it's kind of a convoluted list because it's kind of based on resume and status, but also like how you're playing. I could not put Herbert and Josh Allen, you know, like above Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford. Those guys have done so much, especially Stafford. It's like, well, you guys all acknowledge I was like a tier two guy, but you said I had tier one talent. But ultimately, we always argued, is it me? Is it the Lions? I get out for one fucking year. I throw like 45 touchdowns. And oh, yeah, I lead the Rams in the Super Bowl. And you put Justin Herbert above me. Now, it's not Herbert's fault that they went nine and eight. I'm not even putting them on that. But there is an element of like, you don't put Ja Morant. If he has next year has a better year than Steph Curry, he doesn't just automatically jump Steph Curry, right? You make a great point. I, if I had a ballot, I would put Herbert and Josh Allen ahead of Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford. And I think they're such outliers because of their extreme physical abilities, right? You would you would put Herbert above Matt Stafford just based on last year slash his career? Just right now. I mean, I'm not I'm just saying right now, who's the better quarterback? If you took this guy, Justin Herbert, and put him on the Rams, and you took that guy, Matthew Stafford, and put him on the Chargers. Let's play that game. Which team would be better off? They pick up the phone. Sneed and uh, what the hell are the guys? Telesco. Who says no first? Telesco. Would the Rams 100% say yes? Uh, no, but it's only because McVeigh might retire in two years and go to Amazon. <laughs> okay, would... It, I think the Broncos would do it in a heartbeat. They would trade Justin Herbert for Russell Wilson. And yeah. there's no chance on God's green earth that the Chargers would trade Justin Herbert straight up. For, I agree with you there. My whole point, though, is like... Lamar, for example, has won an MVP. I know he was banged up last year. But, like, he's been leading teams to the playoffs. Again, it's not Herbert's fault last year. Their defense was awful. He was awesome. I just have a hard time. He's been in the league two years. Even Burrow. Burrow went to the Super Bowl. I would just put, like, I would do a little hierarchy based on how you've played at the top. So, I think what you're saying wins. I would agree with what you're saying most times. But I also think Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are some of the biggest. I think the physicality of their of of their ability is why they end up here. Well, like the fact that they are as talented as they are overrides that they have not accomplished as much. 
because their talent has translated on the field to doing things that most quarterbacks just cannot do. Well, even for example, Josh Allen, you'd be like, well, he's never made it past the second round. Well, last year in the second in the game against the Chiefs, he threw five touchdowns. His team took the lead with 13 seconds. I can't put that loss on him, right? That loss is not on Josh Allen last year. That I felt that game. Don't you think that game took Josh Allen to a whole nother level? Like the way he's viewed, like yeah. remember that game against the Chiefs when yeah. Josh Allen was the best player on the field? Well, you know what? And I just thought of, because I heard Sando say this, he was talking about like what is required, like how they grade it, what they tell the uh, voters the requirements are. He said he had a personnel staff working for him or something. <laughs> I didn't you hear that, that part with no, Rizzo? No, I didn't catch that. Um, but I would just ask you this, like who is more likely to carry a team right now? Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. Like carry a team. Just put them on any team, most likely to carry that team. I think it's Allen and Herbert. I honestly, I I hate to say this, but I'd put Russ fourth. Like right now, I'd put Stafford ahead of him. Well, would the Bengals straight up trade Joe Burrow for Russell Wilson? No, they would they would not. But the, the Broncos would. Yeah. Would the Bengals, Bengals and Chargers? Chargers would say no. And the Bengals entertain it. They might both say no, but yeah, I think the Chargers. Ohio guy. Say no faster. Just fit clear face of the franchise has been to the Super Bowl, right? They would argue our guy's been to the Super Bowl. Herbert hasn't done that. Well, I do agree with this ranking. Like I would take Matt Stafford over Russell Wilson right now without hesitation. Yeah, we agree. Boom, boom. It's right there, but we agree. I do think he could bounce back though. I mean, I, I know I, I couldn't put this guy on the list. Like to me, he would just be an omission. He has Sean football in here. Yeah, he just wouldn't go on the list. He's ninth. Hasn't didn't play football last year. <laughs> Uh, Lamar Jackson, 10. Dak Prescott, 11. Derek Carr, 12. I would take Lamar Jackson, I think, over Deshaun Watson, especially now for sure. Would you take Derek over Dak? Uh, yeah, I would. Though, Dak, Derek's handled crazier shit. Dak has handled much more pressure. Like, as Derek's That's, handled. You know what? It's a good point. He's being, about the, being the quarterback of the Cowboys is no joke. Like, I think. You know, it's, I think that's pretty difficult. I think it's a very difficult situation. I don't know if he quite gets enough credit for how intense that is. I think you're right. I, I guess I, my, I view it like, I, I think he's less likely to win a chance to like win an NFC championship game. I have a harder time seeing Dak win a championship game than I do seeing Derek. I, I, now that Derek has Josh McDaniels and Devonte Adams and, I think Cousins and Dak's numbers are like identical. Derek's numbers aren't as good as those guys, but when you watch them and you factor in the shit show of the franchise he's played for, it's a little more understandable. Uh, they got Ninja at 13. <laughs> Matt Ryan at 14. I but mean, if you, it, it does not read well. His arm's falling off. Matt, Matt Ryan's reads like, we're just kind of doing this out of like, we just feel obligated, but his arm... He's trending the wrong way. I don't no, know. I mean, look at the trend. Look at the trends here. The ranks, like he is at two point four six. I mean, he is two point seven two. Is Cousins? He is on the verge of tier three, right? Cousins. No, Cousins is tier three. Matt Ryan is on the verge of tier three. What was Matt Ryan's total? Two point four six. Gotcha. Cousins is two point seven two. Does he I go tier three if he's 2.51? Would that make Matt Ryan a tier three guy? Is that how that works? 
I would rather I, I think the Colts would rather have Kirk Cousins than Matt Ryan, don't you? Yeah. And I think if you gave all the teams in the league the opportunity, obviously the Colts didn't have a choice, right? I think you would rather have Kirk Cousins. I think that I think the trio, like I said, the top trio of Rogers Brady, like the greatest ever. Rogers is basically like the Elway Marino of combined, and Mahomes, who's kind of like the modern better version of Favre, are in their own little category. I think Dak Cousins and Carr are in their own category. They've all made the playoffs. They've all been on good teams. We've all seen them kind of underachieve on some bad teams. I think that's the interesting part. Like that, I would do some of that. Like ask teams around the league. Like if you could pick Carr, Dak, Cousins, you have to choose between those three. Who do you think would get the majority of picks? Cousins. Uh, I think Cousins Carr? would be last. I think I know. I know a lot of people like Carr. A lot of my buddies on different teams like Carr. I think they'd go. Dak or Derek and Kirk would be. Th- I think Kirk would be third. I think there might think, be a split. Dak and Derek. I would go Derek in that group. Don't you think that's kind of the group though of like ten to thirteen in the league? Yeah, they're not as they're not this guy, right? They're not Lamar. No, even Kyler's in not his as own good. Category. Yeah, Kyler should be higher on this. That's the thing. <laughs> but with again, Kyler. he's got he's got video games to play, bro. Doesn't work like that though. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, those guys should be better than like Matt. Matt Matt's kind of in his like holding on for dear life. Better category. than Garoppolo, better than Tannehill. I agree. Those guys should be on kind of a tier. To me, those guys are tier three, but not in the way these tiers are broken up. They are tier three behind. The, like you said, the three guys that are tier one, Mahomes, Brady, Rogers. Then tier two, although you're right. I mean, I, I think you could easily argue Herbert, but tier two, like Herbert, her, tier two might just be, to me, Herbert, Josh Allen, Burrow. Yeah. You could throw Jimmy in the tier of Carr, Dak, Cousins, and he's probably getting picked last. But, like, I feel Jimmy is tougher than Derek and Cousins. Like, Dak's pretty tough. I think Jimmy's, like, no one, if you just pulled around the league, who's tougher, Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? Like, Jimmy would be tougher. But I think Jimmy would get, based on last year, Jimmy versus a lot of guys probably would get the vote. I know, but I'm talking about guys that you know if your team's solid, like you could be compete with. That's why I'm putting him in that tier of like. Irony hey. is Jimmy's been hurt a lot more than Derek. So tougher or not, like he misses games. Derek doesn't. No, he doesn't. Wouldn't you put Jimmy in that category of those guys? Of of cousins, Dak, Derek. Uh boy, I don't think I would. You'd put him in a, the tier below them. Well, I would not. I would put Kirk with with Jimmy. I would not put Kirk with Derek and Dak. I don't think you wouldn't put. Where'd you put Tannehill? Uh honestly, I think he's a rank below Garoppolo. Like I would have way more tiers. I, like I don't think Tannehill tiers. belongs with Jimmy and Kirk. Yeah, I've got this is a very tall building I'm building. <laughs> the floors are very narrow, eight, eight seven foot ceilings. But I don't think Tannehill. I think Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins are a step ahead of Tannehill. And I know the like Kirk's numbers and all. But I just I've watched a lot of them. Um, you know what Tannehill would be for me? What? Tannehill would be like, listen, guys, this guy's going to get drafted in the third round. I'm not trying to discredit him like he's not a second day draft pick. Under no circumstances, as long as I run this draft meeting, will I draft this player. I'm not saying he's not going to get drafted. I'm not saying he's not going to get a guaranteed contract being a this 80th pick. I ain't doing it though. That would be my view on Tannehill. <laughs> like I, because he's a, he's a starting NFL quarterback. Yeah. 
you put him on a good team, he can you can be the number one seed. He will not be my quarterback. I'll be searching for quarterbacks, not Ryan Daniel. Nope. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd like play out the long game with everybody in the room. Like, all right, fellas, anybody think he's a pro bowler here? Like an all pro? No, no. Oh, but we think he's a starter. Cool. Okay, so let's say we draft him as a starter. Let's fast forward four years. The contract we're going to have to pay him will be $45 million a year. Who's Anybody down with that? Right? No? Let's move on. Who gets a who gets a who's more likely to get another contract as like a legitimate starter, Tannehill or Garoppolo? Obviously, Tannehill's still under contract for like a couple of years because that. I mean, massive. I don't. I think it's Jimmy. If they were both free agents next year, G- I think Jimmy. <coughs> what do you think? I, I, I think I think Jimmy's a fan. I, I have. I mean, who knows? If you told me Jimmy makes. $2 million in two years, I believe. If you tell me he's making 28, I can believe you. Well, he, I don't yeah, like he can I, go down a lot of different paths. I don't think either guy's making like starter, starter money, but who would you, who I, I wouldn't love either. <laughs> I've seen Jimmy Garoppolo in the, you know, like I've seen, you know, I, I've yeah. seen the playoff I, win. Yeah. Again, like it's, you have to watch, have watched every snap. Did win, did win an NFC championship game, eight attempts. I did know, win a Packer game. I, I, rescind, I, rescind, I rescind, I rescind, I rescind. He's so got four playoff wins, but you know, you could argue a couple of them. He didn't do dick. Stricken. <laughs> the first uh, drive of the Cowboy game, pretty sure he handed off a lot. The last drive of the Cowboy game, I mean, it would work against that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's. Maybe they're a little closer than you think, him and Roll Ryan. Uh Mac Jones at 18. The way we're talking, you could argue should be ahead of should be ahead of Ryan. Baker at 19. Is that a video game shirt Baker's wearing? Legends? Well, he's a ga- well, he's a gamer. I mean Is that is that a video game t shirt he's wearing? Was that the live is that Phil's team on Live? <laughs> uh Jalen Hurts at 20. So somebody asked this question on the uh, chat here. Ramon says, I think he's talking about Trey Lance. He's currently at the bottom of Sando's QB tiers. Where does he need to be at the end of the year? I think that um, Jalen Hurts is a good example. Like, I heard Mike Sando say the reason Jalen Hurts took such a big jump from the 30s to 20 was because Tier four is reserved for guys that we haven't really seen before. That's part of what tier four is defined as guys who haven't played that much. You haven't seen a lot, whatever. So it's not that people thought Jalen hurts is way better than they thought he was a year ago. It's just that he fell in the category of, we haven't really gotten to see him. Now he's a top T 20, you know, level quarterback tied for 20. That's where they have him. I think you'd like to see Trey Lance at 20. If you told me Trey Lance is at 20 next year on the QB list, I'd say things went pretty well for the 49ers. Well, you think about it, the youngest guys in the top 20, Jalen's second year, Jalen's played two years. I'd say Herbert and Burrow are kind of the outliers of the group, right? They're five and six. That's no one can even begin to think that. And then, you know, Kyler's third year, who's right around 13. I think that feels a little high. I think he'd like him a little higher you know, like 18, but it feels like, oh, this guy's on the come up. I think anywhere from like 20 to 24 would feel like, God, he's got a long way to go. You know, I think like 18, just because there's already so many good players that it's not that crazy if he's behind them all, but like he's right there with Mac Jones, but it's like, this guy's way more talented. 
Yeah. But he didn't like he got to manage the game. He didn't have to carry him. I think if I, I think if he's like 24 or 22 at the end of this year, the Niners wouldn't that'd not be ideal. Because part of it would be like I'm putting him because I think he's got to to ascend. Right. And ultimately the Niners with Kyle Jobs is 22 this year. That's not a that's no not where Did the you, good quarterbacks are. I, I was eating lunch, so I just skimmed through like all the shitty quarterbacks because I didn't go past like Jimmy. It's funny I haven't actually read. scrolled this far. You want to scroll? Let's see. Well, it, well it's, but it's but I mean, re, like it's funny to like read Jared Goff. Like everyone reads oh. beside Davis Mills, really shitty in this group, except the young guys. Some of the young guys, guy okay, they, they did. Tim Tebow was mentioned in Trey Lance. Is that bad? Well, read the first. Re, no, scroll up a little bit more. Read the first quote. That play with uh, that that quote about Christmas. Yeah. yeah. That would be like my early Christmas present if they just get rid of Jimmy so that he can't play for them and then make Trey be your guy, a coach whose team plays the Niners this year, Seth. Now read the next quote. You think it's a defensive coach or an offensive coach? I mean, again, the the quotes are just not great. I love the skill set of Lance, but he had ball accuracy concerns on his tape coming out. He was really raw, a head coach said. The very little I've seen of him last year, he's got a little Tim Tebow to him. It's a long delivery. It seems like there's some mechanical things he has to work out. But that's from watching a limited number of plays. Now, listen, in the Brady write-up, the difference between like Rodgers and Brady was that Brady didn't make Nikhil Harry look good. It was the stupidest thing I've ever read. So some of these quotes are dumb. But in two quotes on Trey Lance, Tim Tebow, in terms of delivery, was compared. And one coach who plays the 49ers is praying they cut Jimmy or trade Jimmy so he can play Trey Lance. Again, Make of it what you will. Those just are the quotes. I'm not saying you got to put some of these quotes with a grain of salt, but the other thing, it's easy to say negative things, I would say, when you've played two and a half games. No one knows, right? Ultimately, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, for example, one thing I was reading, Trevor Lawrence, like his elbow's stiff, and there is a, a year body of work on those guys. I know Zach got banged up, but like they were the starter from day one. Like Ultimately, Trey, there's nothing behind it besides two games. Which I think for the most part, and Sando told Rosillo this, like we tried to evaluate part of one fucking game. Yeah. It's, but, a, it's and that's where part of it is like, what was your opinion when he came out of college, right? Well, that that's why for the first time this year, right? Like Jalen Hurts had to start when Carson got benched. Then last year, he just was the starter. So to me, his evaluation is like at 819 or whatever. It's just based on his season as the Eagles quarterback, right? Like he has a season. Like how did he do starting quarterback 17 games, Philadelphia Eagles? Well, they changed the offense, this, that, well, they won nine games and somehow they got the seven seed. Yeah. I, to your point on the ranking, I'd like to feel better about Trey Lance than I feel about Jalen hurts. But I like, when you talk about take it with a grain of salt, for example, in this particular quote, I think the stuff on Trey's arm. I, I meant more of the Jimmy quote than the, the, the Tebow oh. thinks fair based on what we saw. It was loopy. But, but see, this is what I would say is like, I think the conversation about his arm was uh, about his motion was a legitimate conversation. I also don't think he looks like Tim Tebow when he throws. You know what no. I mean? No, it, but uh, what he's saying is this is long, right? Yeah. It would be like my early Christmas present. If they get rid of Jimmy, see when I read that, it feels like an offensive coach to me. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it's a defensive coach who thinks that playing Jimmy is... Well, my early Christmas present, the offensive coach would never see Jimmy unless he's the head coach and he's just thinking about his team. So it would either be the head coach who then could be offense or defense or the defensive coordinator. 
But I think Sando often writes like the defensive or offensive coordinator. He just, he just wrote a coach. coach. Yeah. I just wonder like Pete Carroll, he's like Seattle. Defensive, guy. Maybe the defensive, maybe this guy gets a lot of Christmas presents. But when you say it would be like my my early of all the early Christmas presents he could choose, he would choose Jimmy Garoppolo's, not their quarterback. Is he that afraid of Jimmy? I don't know. It's crazy. Maybe he is. We'll scroll down to the last line that Sando just wrote. Or, I mean, uh, I guess the second to last line. This, this the Voters line. agreed that Lance struggled against Arizona and did not appear ready to start. Which I think we'd all, like, that to me is just true, right? <laughs> like, it was a lot going on for him we that thought game. So, yeah. But, but we also added to it a lot of, you're not always ready to start in your first starts, but you start. No right. one is, right? I remember the I, first time I drove a car onto a highway. I assure you, I was not ready for it, but we got through it as a team. I don't remember that moment. I remember that moment very clearly. I just hit the gas. It, and went, was, it was raining. I was in a, uh, uh, what was this? It was a convertible. What's the name of this car? Not a, a Sable, like a Mercury Sable, I think was the name of the car. Top down? No, it was pouring rain. This was the like driver's ed car, you know? Oh, you were with the driver ed guy. Yeah, I was with the driver's ed guy. So anybody else you want to look at here? Marcus Mariota? Just no. Darnold, Trubisky, Drew Locke. There's a I, tier five. I, Gino. When, I, when I say that I scroll, Gino I, is I, alone on tier five. I, I kind of stopped it probably at Trey. How about tier five is just Gino? Yes. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad tier to be in. Do you know the tier you want to oh, be room, in? Your own bathroom. Like, like Chase Daniel. No one messes with you. Yeah. No one, there's no, no, no one even talks about you. There's no list. There's no anonymous quotes that people it's come like, up to you. Like you hear that shit they said about Brady. Be like, thank God no one said anything about me. You just text your agent. How about that $3 million backup job? I got no one's even talking shit. Sando leaves me alone. I'm a member at Phil's country club. <laughs> these, these idiots don't even get like Gino. You play way too much, buddy. It's a good gig. If you can get it. Gino's in the playbook studying right now, hoping he can beat out Drew Locke. Chase Daniels known the same. John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about our friends at Indeed. Indeed.com slash ham. Well, right now, Indeed is doing something no other job site has done. With Indeed, businesses only pay for quality applications matching the sponsored job description. Indeed.com slash ham. Yep. Indeed is unbelievable, powerful hiring partner. It delivers four times more power than all their competitors. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for the applications that meet your must-have requirements. We're not looking for people that we don't want. We're looking for people that we want. You want a wide receiver, you don't want to interview an offensive lineman. You want an offensive guard, you don't want to talk to a punter. You know, I mean, this isn't that complicated. You want, if you're looking for an executive assistant, you want to talk to an executive assistant, not a salesperson. And that's where our friends at Indeed's comes in. Indeed is doing something no other job site has done. Uh, visit indeed.com slash ham to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash ham, indeed.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need indeed. Indeed. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do 
You think Rodgers was trying to make a statement today? Be funny. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, was he was he going for the cage Con Air look? Clearly, or was did you? Yes, but you did, think so? my question is: Did you know immediately when you saw it that it was a joke? Because when I saw it, I saw it like immediately. I saw the. I had there hadn't been much discussion. I wasn't coming in late. I was just on Twitter. It popped up. I sent it to my buddy who knows Rogers, and I said, "This is a joke, right?" And he was just like, "LOL." Um, my first reaction was, I think this is a joke, but I'm not hundred percent positive. But in hindsight, that was a stupid reaction by me. It was, I feel like they, when they travel the Packers specifically, maybe led by Aaron, wear some funny outfits. Remember over the years, he, they dressed up as like, uh, was it a Ben Stiller movie or something? They've done some funny stuff. So maybe it's just some way to loosen up. And again, he, his hair and his beard is the look, right? I mean, you, you can't fake that. So he has it. So why not incorporate that into something? Yeah. So I don't, I, I, I found it funny. I, did I also I think it it's, it's, it's easier to be like, what are you really going to say about him? He's the two time, basically unanimous MVP right now. Like, it's like, this guy's the best player in the league. You know, when he was, when it was like after year one, they just draft love. He'd be like, what's he doing right now? It's, there wasn't many people talking shit about him, right? Like, that's kind of funny. <laughs> He's kind of shifted. The pendulum of like this guy's kind of a weirdo. Of like, yeah, he's fuck. I'd take him. <laughs> you know, can you play on my team? People are kind of jealous. Like they have a quarterback that's that good. Because like, oh, the Packers that good? Well, does it even matter? They got him. He was so good, right? He was already discussed as one of the best quarterbacks, most talented quarterbacks in the history of NFL, a top five quarterback without all that stuff. And it was still like, eh, is he worth the headache? And then he got so much better. Right, that he's that you don't even have that conversation anymore. He went to MVPs. Now the irony is that the way the seasons have ended have not been very good. But well, they keep saying no Super Bowls, no Super Bowls. Well, yeah, no Super Bowls. He lost in the NFC Championship game to the Niners three years ago. He lost to Tom Brady at home, tough loss, NFC Championship game a year ago, and then however you know six months ago. The I'd say the of the three, he was an underdog against the Niners the first time. I just I think losing to Tom Brady always ages better over time, even if it's at home. The Niner loss is, is I would say, the worst loss of his career in the playoffs. Like you lost the Niners, even though we can six, blame the special teams. But they, but a six point favorite at home when you can blame the special teams. But the Niners scored thirteen total points. Well, yeah, but seven of them came on a block punt. I know, but it's like, how do you, the Packers, not score twenty? I know that yeah, that one to me is. Is tough to shake, and that's why he went on that 14-day cleanse of puking and pooping and eating leaves. You know, he needed to cleanse, but then it looks like he's packed on some LBs. Well, from now, the front, it's you know, that's a tough shirt to pull off. He's got a little, you know, he's got some love handles for for a, for an in-shape guy. I mean, that was the thing when they put him side by side with Nick Cage. Nick Cage looked amazing, but they don't test for HGH in the movies. Yeah, I, I went and watched a couple scenes of Con Air. Cage is in fantastic shape. They don't have steroids at the Hollywood. MGM Studios. You, if you just had to guess, like, Rogers is like 6'3". Is Nick Cage 5'10", or is he 6'2"? I don't I know. I mean, I would just... Yeah, it's more likely to be 6' flat, 5'11", 5'10", right? Yeah. Decent chance he's smaller. Like, if you put him and Aaron back. together standing, does Aaron got him by four inches? But I don't know. I, it feels like, actually, when I think about it, Cage is a little taller than you think. Yeah, maybe he is. But I, I don't I don't feel great about uh you know that stance. 
Mm, yeah, Wiki doesn't have a height on him. Some guy says six four in the comments. Really? Cages, but then another that. person says six. All right. Well, I'd I say six two. Well, I'd say six feet in the acting community is like a six four quarterback, right? Six four in the acting community is like Taco Fall. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, who would be a six four actor in the acting community? Um, who Jeff Goldblum feels like he was tall. Goldblum's really tall. Not many. Conan O'Brien's very tall. I mean, he's not an actor, but I think he's pretty tall. He's like six five. Feels like most, beside when Jimmy Kimmel got fat, most of the hosts all kind of fit the same billing of like. Well, Jimmy was fat and good looking and skinny for the show. Yeah. He doesn't eat or whatever, but like Johnny Carson, Dave Letterman, like they're all kind of fit the same bill of human body structure. Leno's a little big. Leno's different. Leno was chubbier. Leno was chubbier. Wore it well, though. Yeah. I mean, suit behind a desk. You can hide just about anything with a suit behind a desk. Uh, Kyler? He's a gamer, bro. Independent study. Somebody today put out um, a graph that showed his his fantasy points go down every season after Call of Duty is released. The new Call of Duty is released. I don't. The fact that Rap Sheet, you and I were talking about this on Monday, that Rap Sheet put out the statement or the report, like they clearly felt like they had to get ahead of it. There who do you think? Who do you think wanted that out more? The, just I don't get ahead the, of it. I don't think the Cardinals wanted out at all. I mean, definitely Kyler would not want it out, but the Cardinals would not want that out. I'm not saying wanted it out, but they know it was going to get out. Who would be the most proactive to say, put it out there, let's just take it, and hopefully it goes away? I think Kyler's people, because the Cardinals would j- just Cardinals hopefully no one saw it. Out. Like it's, it, it's just, <laughs> you honestly, the Cardinals look worse than Kyler does. The Cardinals just signed this guy. They look worse than him. And they certainly then couldn't cut his legs out and be the ones to put it out there. Like you would put it out there if you traded him. You'd put it out there if you refused to sign him. You would not put it out there after you'd paid him. Well, guy, if, if you were they'd want it out there less. If you were addicted, let's just say at work to uh you just couldn't help once a day, you clicked on a porn site. And I say, listen, but you're my best sales guy. And I say, I can't afford to lose you. Uh and you you want a huge race. And I'm like, well, I can't lose you, but you can't, I mean, you're making people uncomfortable here. And I'm like, listen. I will give you quadruple your salary, but in your contract, I'll put that I'm not going to take it away from your computer, but you can never look at porn again. Like what's going to stop you? Like what is going to stop Kyler Murray? Who gets their allowance before their chores are done? Like how does that, that that never happens. Part of like why Josh Allen got paid or Mahomes, they had evidence. It's like, God, this guy loves football. He loves to study. He's a good player. He like, you feel very good about all the recent young quarterbacks that got paid beside Deshaun Watson. These guys have been like, I want this guy to marry my damn daughter, you know? And then this is like, they clearly, yeah, they think their own quarterback's lazy. They, they, not, they admitted it. I don't even know. You could argue it's not even lazy. You study what you, what you like. Like ultimately Peyton Manning studies football or Tiger Woods hit golf balls or, you know, Clayton Kershaw works his pitch. They're addicted to their sport. Like they, it means retired, a lot. And I guarantee you watches more film than Kyler Murray does every week. I don't think Kyler Murray likes football that much. I think well, he I, like, and when I, when I say that, I don't mean he doesn't like playing on Sunday. A lot of guys like playing on Sunday, but playing quarterback. I do that for free. As Ray Lewis <clears> said, they pay yeah, me for Monday. They pay Saturday. me to, and what was Ray Lewis known for study habits, focus, working with Ed Reed, getting game plans together. 
did you see the quote circulating yesterday? Kyler's like, I don't even think I need to study. It just comes naturally to me. I have an innate oh, yeah. ability oh, to yeah. figure out. Now that was in Oklahoma, but that's like pretty big red flag. Yeah. So you, I, I don't view him as a, I don't think like he loves baseball either. No, no, no. I view him as a guy who is better suited for baseball where how good of a teammate you are barely matters. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, there. whether you win or lose is not part of, you know, no one judges you on that. Trout has three MVPs. He's played in three total playoff games, right? The old, no one really, no one's like, you know, who's the leader of this team? Like you say it, but it doesn't, whatever. It can be anybody. It can be a second baseman. It can be a reliever. It can be a starter. It can be your center. But at quarterback like this, you have to fit a certain mold. And one of the main things you have to be is someone who leads by example and somebody who is a good teammate to be around. And, and tries hard. And, yeah, and tries hard and likes – yeah, puts in more effort than other people. And the idea that you'd have to – here's the other thing. They they gave him independent study, but there's not even – like, it's weird to me. It'd be one thing if you knew this – we're going to put this in the contract and we know it's going to work. But the stuff they – like, Kyler doesn't get credit if his iPad is running while he's doing something else, which is how anybody at a job – who's ever had to do like an HR video has done the HR video, right? It's like, oh yeah, play and then blah, 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 do other stuff. Like, well, how are they going to manage that? They're clearly, they. I don't think they think he's even going to do the four hours. And I do think it gives us some explanation. It is part of the story of why they get worse as the season goes on. Part of it is Cliff. His history says it. Kylie's been hurt. But maybe this is part of it. That it gets harder as the season goes on, and he gets worse as the season goes on because he doesn't work harder as the season goes on. Well, in what world does it incentivize any human being, whether it's whether it goes from you making a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars, or you going from five million to forty million, to you don't prove that you did what they want you to do yet? I still give you the money. That that never is successful ever. That it never works out that way. It, it starts at the most basic level when you're a kid, right? Do your homework, then you can watch some TV. Eat your vegetables, then you can get some ice cream. Then as you get older, like whatever your profession is, do a good job and you get a raise. It's no different for Mahomes didn't just randomly get this contract. He had to fucking earn it. He went above and beyond MVP Super Bowl. It's like, God damn it. And they loved him. Like you don't just, they didn't just give it to him. Like ultimately, like when Debo ever gets paid, the Niners didn't even want to, but it's like, we had no choice. See that guy? He cares of the front. He cares of the blast. <laughs> you know, this guy, it's like, I do not study. You're putting it in here. I don't even want to now, but thanks for all this money. How how does that make any logical sense? This gets back to, in what world, like Kyler, this is where I would have drawn the line. I can't pay you because you have not proven. If you've proven it, I have no problem giving you the money. Can you prove it? Yeah. How is here's, it gonna, here's what's what his incentive to, to do, do it? Right. What's his incentive to do it? I'd feel a lot better about it if you told me he was addicted to playing Madden. But I... A lot of guys, and in fairness, I can't relate. I'm not a video game player. They're incredible, right? You're on the headset. They look real. It looks like you're like actually like Rambo in real trash. life. Yeah. It looks, it looks, yeah, you're talking with your buddies. Or it people you fun. don't know. You're talking some trash that would not, like you would not want the New York Times to quote you what you said on a headset to some kid in Germany. No, right? but I mean, think the two gamers are the two Oklahoma guys. Baker's a big gamer. Well, it. I, so this crossed my mind yesterday too. Is like, if I'm Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley's quarterback, getting ready for the NFL eventually he's two years away. Like one of the things I think if I were a scout and I'm talking to Lincoln and I'm talking to Caleb Williams in two years is like, how much do you like to study? How much do you like to prepare? How hard of a worker are you? Cause wouldn't you say this is kind of Baker's 
part of Baker's rep also is that um, I think falls under the Kyler thing. Yeah. Well, think about this. The one guy, if you had to rank his Oklahoma quarterbacks, Jalen was the least successful when he was there and was the worst prospect of the three guys. Right. Yet in the NFL, when you read the tier and knowing people, the Eagles are like, God, this guy can't stop studying. He works so hard. He does everything to like get along with his teammates. He's like, we love the guy more than we like the person. And Jalen is maximizing everything. Well, think about Jalen, Alabama guy. Dad was a coach. Like one thing you would say about Jalen Hurts is like, that guy likes football a lot. means a lot to him. Because you know what? Having worked in the NFL, do you know why I could never have sustained it? I like football, but you have to be like addicted to it. I say it like ultimately remember stories last year, Matt Stafford and Cooper cup would meet like three days a week, at like five 30 in the morning by themselves. <laughs> Kyler is asleep because he was just playing video games two hours before up to like three or two in the morning. And I, you can't convince me that he loves football. Not that he doesn't love playing football on Sunday and kicking ass because he can, but that's not football. Football is actually Monday through Saturday at quarterback preparing. And you can get away with it when you're a defensive. Like Micah Parsons, if you told me he doesn't like to study, like whatever, as long as he stays in shape. And it, a lot of positions doesn't matter. A quarterback, I, I don't think you can circumvent it. And I, and, and I don't think you can pay a guy and expect him to all of a sudden love it now. That's, that's the, the, the steps they're taking are ass backwards. I, I think it makes them look infinitely crazier for paying him. Like, how did, what was he going to do? Pout? Do, or do they just know we're fucked? I don't know. Kind of feels like they just like we're kind of fucked. Well, I mean, if you're fucked, shouldn't you just change quarterbacks then, or just play it out? Yeah, let him let him sit the season out. I mean, or whatever, right? Can you imagine if you and I were in the situation and Trey had had the first three years, Kyler, and the whole thing had played out, and this was Trey Lance? We we would we would eviscerate them. Now, Kyle would swan dive off the Golden Gate before he ever signed up with a quarterback that yeah, he had to mandate do four hours. He'd be like, you guys did not do your that, – that would be part of it. John Lynch would have gone to Amazon, and Kyle would have quit. But the point is, I only think the situ- – like, this would not have flown. The Eagles couldn't have pulled this off. The New York Giants couldn't have pulled this off. The Niners, it would have it would have been so ugly. The Cardinals are kind of unique. Like, what is their fan base? Like – Spend a lot of time there, buy a place there. Like, there's not kind of people like the Cardinals, but they're not like diehard Cardinal fans. It's kind of weird, you know? The, can you imagine if the Niners had done this? Quarterback backs him into a corner, demands they pay him, and then this goes in there, and all of a sudden you're like, wait. Like, what would well, Steve Young's take have been? <laughs> well, it is, you know, the 19 draft was not a deep quarterback draft. And it is it, it illustrates too. Think about the position you're in when you clearly need a quarterback. You're drafting number one. There is clearly one quarterback head and shoulders above the rest of the quarterbacks in that class, right? But you know he doesn't love football. What do you do when? I mean this for this guy. He was. I mean he's he's at times been an MVP level talent. Like it's not like the football player can't play, right? That, no one's that, saying cut or trade him, but just no, play no, it out. I'm just saying the position they're in, like you said, Kyle Shanahan wouldn't want to draft this guy. I agree. But what I happens if no, you no, draft No, 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 no. Pay, pay him. Pay him. I meant put, the, put that writing in a contract. Well, I guess my ultimately, I 
he would not, if he knew this about him, want to draft a player who he knew this about, right? Like part of the attraction to Trey Lance was they believe he's very smart. They believe he's a really hard worker when it comes to preparing for football. They would be scared. If you had four quarterbacks in a class and one of them didn't prepare, you'd go, let's cross that guy off the list. That's fine. We'll got a shot at three other guys. Well, if they had a do-over, would they draft Kyler Murray number one overall? Uh, yeah, I kind of think they – I mean, would they take Nick Bosa? What if you just get Nick Bosa and, like, sign Mariota Whoops. or something? Got these porn bots. It's a good question. A I good wonder question. if they, they're just in too deep. Now, but but they chose this. I, I don't blame them at all, obviously, for drafting him number one overall and getting rid of Rosen. I blame them for this. And it starts with the owner. Like, ultimately, if you're the coach in the court and the and Cliff, like, wh- how, what are you going to do? You're not going to get a better player. Kind of stuck. The owner under no circle, under my dead body, am I signing this contract? My dead body. And, and he's the guy, if you watch the Hard Knocks or the Amazon Prime, he's their lawyer. And in the picture, he's there sitting with him when he signed it. You see, like, you know, the Arizona Cardinals tweeted out, like, he's their con- like he's the lawyer for the team, for a big part of it, because he is a lawyer. He can read contracts. Like, he's a unique owner that way. And when Kyler signed it, it's just Bidwell and him. If you so told me, especially given the amount of money. That clause, like, coaches have told him he doesn't watch tape, and he's like, watch this. I'm going to put something in the contract. Probably, yeah, not inconceivable. I'm going to fix this. We're going to put it in the contract. Well, Flor- Florio said, and he most was- contracts that he does, like people have to live up to every word of the contract. How do you, are they going to invalidate the contract if they found out he's not watching four hours of film? I don't, good luck with well, that. Well, what if, they're, what if they're eight and two? You know? Eight and two ain't the problem. It's what happens after eight and two. Why not? But last year they were eight and no oh or whatever. He, it's not like he was watching film then. Well, that's a great call. What happens if he doesn't watch the tape and then they go eight and two? Is he going to be like, see, told you guys. I'm a, I'm a field guy. Porn bots after John. One porn do, analogy. I don't do porn. No porn. No fried foods. Get no some por- vitamin D. No, no, porn, no porn in September. Um, all right. Anything else? Uh, the pads come on next Monday, as we understand the NFL schedule. So um, just an FYI, we'll, we'll be out there when that happens. And when I say out there, I mean in Las Vegas at Raiders practice. See you there, baby. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Adios. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.